Welcome to this very special episode. Sci-Fi Thoughts has been going strong now for over a year. Yet before there was a Sci-Fi Thoughts, I'd sometimes record interviews and keep them in case I became part of a broadcast vehicle like like Sci-Fi Thoughts. So this is one of those, which I hope is now better with age, like a good red wine. It was April 25th, 2010. I was living in China. Will was in Georgia in the U.S. Will and I were classmates at the Clarion Writers Workshop. And because of that, I saw him announce to our email list that he was nominated for a Hugo. So I scheduled an international call with him and recorded our conversation with which became a blog article, which I published in 2010. The link is in the show notes. I kept the recording of the interview because who knew? Maybe someday I'd start a podcast and get to share our chat with the rest of the world. Well, so here it is. A conversation between two friends, one of who was nominated for an award. At the time of the interview, he didn't know he would win this award, and so you can imagine his state of mind, excited, yet he really wasn't sure he should take the long international flight from one side of the earth to the other when he had some new children at home. This is the first episode of that interview. Uh, how many... Uh how many stories have you sold to Asimov? Uh, four. The fourth one is forthcoming this fall. And which one is Brightsicle? Where is that line up in there? The third. The third. Okay. We have the big three, or maybe it's big four now. I'm not sure. Uh, SNFS mm-hmm. and uh, Asimovs and, and Analog and probably maybe Weird Tales or... Uh, realms, of, realms of Fantasy, realms of fantasy. actually. There you go. They actually have more, probably more circulation than any of the other three right now. Yeah. This is a hot thing. Have you sold them to the other majors? No, I always go. I always go to Asimov's if I've got, you know, um, you have a friend my audience. best work. You know, yeah, uh-huh. I I feel loyalty to Sheila because she, you know, she bought. She was the first of the the big four to buy something. So I think, well, you know, why not? Why would you know? Why wouldn't I send it to her first? Right. Are you gonna uh, hop over to uh, Worldcon in Australia? Um, I'm pretty sure yes. I, I'm I'm about eighty percent certain now at first i thought you know no way i just can't do this and the more i thought about it i just thought you know how many you know how many chances do you get to be at worldcon as a hugo nominee you know <laughs> <laughs> the answer may you know for me wait may be one <laughs> who knows so yeah, yeah. you know to, to you know it's just the, the trip you know i know it's going to be brutal the plane ride and you know i with the twins, you know, leaving my wife with the twins, it's I can't. I have to go for as short a period as I possibly can. So uh-huh. it's going to be crazy, but I just feel like I can't miss out on on going and you know yeah. sitting there at the Hugo Awards and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, this is your chance to be sort of like in the Oscars, you know, where you sit in the audience and and maybe you'll hire someone to warm your seat when you're when you're when until you get nominated, <laughs> like they talk about the Oscars. <laughs> it, and I mean, it is our Oscars, you know. It's this is. I, you know, you dream about 
getting nominated. And I, I, yeah, I just it is to me. It's like you know, I can't believe it. So how could I? How could I skip it? I, I just feel like I have to go. Yeah, I agree. You're gonna have to drop the money and go, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping that I'll you know I'll know some people when I when I go. I know Scott Edelman is going. Oh, okay. so that's yeah, yeah. So that's one person. Are you going to do any panels, or, or is it just pure um, entertainment? <laughs> I don't know. I I need to. The, the people who originally emailed me that I was nominated said, you know, do you have plans to go and let us know if you do. So as soon as I decide for certain, which is going to be in the next week, I'll contact them. And I don't know, maybe there, you know, is a panel that Hugo nominees do or whatever. But yeah, I haven't even looked at at doing that. That's that's interesting. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me. Talk about uh, your your fascination with uh, frozen people and and maybe a panel on that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'll see if this is See if there's anything psychology related. It's funny. I still, you know, I still kind of think of myself as someone who needs to be sitting in the audience, you know, listening to the writers. How many votes did you win to get a uh, nomination for the Nebula? For the well, either one. I'm, I'm interested in both. So the uh, Nebula. How, how many the, votes did you get? The Nebula. I think 19, and the top vote getter got 22. So it was a tight little pack. Wow. And the Hugo, they don't they don't report until after the awards. They, they said it was a record 800 and something really? nominees. No. Oh, here it is. Like you said, they didn't report it for some reason, but they do for a short, for editor somewhere. I was, I was giving them an estimate about how many votes he needed to, to make the ballot, uh, to mm-hmm. make the nomination uh, based on what I saw this year. So how many people did you have to sleep with to get, uh, to get enough votes? Mm-hmm. Come on, be honest yeah. now. Uh, I'll tell you. <laughs> I think that's one of the reasons I was so stunned was because it just never even occurred to me. I mean, you know, with the kids coming, I didn't get to, to publish much last year, and that was really you know, one of two stories that I sold, or that came out that year anyway. And it just never even crossed my mind. Mm-hmm. And then someone was mentioning on, on Codex, the, the online writer site, you know, hey, you know, you got a decent number of votes there. And that's when it first got on, you know, and it was like it was like two days before voting ended because it's all online for the Nebulas. Uh-huh. There was a day left, I started emailing my friends saying, whoa, you know, I, I, I'm close, I'm right there. So that was the first I ever made mention of, you know, Bridesicle with, with Nebula. Let's clarify the differences between the Hugo Award and the Nebula Award. The Hugo Award is given to the best science fiction or fantasy work of the previous year. It was first given out at the 11th World Science Fiction Convention in 1953. The nominees and winners are selected by supporting or attending members of the annual World Science Fiction Convention, also known as Worldcon. The Hugo Award is named after Hugo Gernsback founder of Amazing Stories magazine. Now, the Nebula Awards is also given to the best work of science fiction or fantasy published in the United States during the previous year. The first Nebulas were given in 1966. The awards are organized and awarded by the Science Fiction and Fantasy Writers of America. So the major differences between these two awards is that the Hugo Award is voted upon by anyone who attends or supports a world con and it also can encompass any work published anywhere in the world and the nebula award is awarded to something that was published in the united states and it is selected by the a professional association of science fiction and fantasy writers
I'm a little bit anti-elitist, so I usually don't even pay attention to those awards. And then I heard you were on it, and I thought, well, damn, that's pretty cool. I'll stay anti-elitist until once I win one, then I'll become elitist and mm-hmm. change our mind. But so, so now you're getting, you're pretty much a, a, an elitist now. So congratulations, you're you're now on the other yeah, side. Yeah, thank of you. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, it's it's weird. I've I've never been anti-elitist in that way. It's like I've always kind of been like, man, I'd love to get nominated for an award. What I think really happened, I think the the reason it happened is um, uh, a really good writer, Rachel Swirsky. She read the story and liked it, and so she had blogged her rec- you know, what what she was voting, and she had Bridesicle as one of her picks for short story, and I think that got it some attention it probably would not have otherwise. Okay, got a little buzz and, or word of mouth, huh? Yeah, and she's actually on the ballot um, in another category. I was com- confused novella and novelette. I think novella she's on. Well, you know, ever since we went to Clarion together, I've always used you as a yardstick for my own career. So so about in <laughs> 2006 or 2007, when you really started accumulating a lot of sales, I asked myself, what was I doing wrong? I realized, well, I just you know had to talk to you, and you just kept sending your stories out where I would get lazy, and I would just kind of... They'd get stacked up in the corner of the room, and I would I would just do a lot of writing. So what I did is I, I made a, a promise, a, a, a New Year's resolution to do less writing, essentially. Just just do marketing. Do less writing. I mean, consciously, instead of, because I was so programmed to just spend all my time writing, because I have so little time to spend, I might as well do it writing, not marketing. So that helped. And now and now, now that you've uh, got a Hugo, I have to like start thinking, okay, now how do I <laughs> how do I get a nomination for Hugo like 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 Will has? So so sounds like he, sounds like the formula is to get into a, a magazine, a big a big uh, distribution magazine, and then get yeah. mention something about this a woman who's uh, who noticed you. So yeah, I think I think it is. You know the the, the awards. The nominees tend to come from the larger venues, I mean, whether they're print or, or online, because, you know, those the larger ones have larger readerships, and people don't vote unless they read. And you get the con you goers. For, well, for the Hugo, you need to get the world con uh, goers to, to, to vote for you. So that, that crowd is, well, they're probably reading Asimov's. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah, any of the big ones. And, you know, there's the big four, but now, you know, I think it's, it's safe to say there's like, you know, the big seven or eight or whatever because some of the nominees, you know, a couple of the nominees for the Nebula and is it one for the Eagle? I'm not sure. It came from Clark's World. Um, you know, and I think Strange Horizons is, is right there as well. They didn't get any nominations this year, I don't think, but, you know, they do get them. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a mix now. It's You read all these debates online about, you know, the big three aren't as big as they used to be. And I just kind of laugh at that and just think, well, if there are more, more venues, they're, yeah. the, the good stuff is going to be more spread out, and that's a good thing. Sort of the, like cable TV versus the, the big three networks, you know, it, it, it all. Yeah. They, they lost, the big three lost some readership, but there was a lot more choices. Yeah. Right, yeah. And it's just, you know, I think it generates more excitement and, and more readers, and I just think it's, you know, it's, ex- it's exciting to have more venues. You, know, you think of the, the golden age back with the pulps, and, you know, there were a lot of them, and that was, you know, that was cool. It got more people writing and more people reading. Next episode, we learn more from Will about how he'll use his new superpower of being a Hugo nominee. How's your cover letter going to look like now to FNSF and, and Analog? You're going to say, you know, I got a, I got a Hugo nomination, you bastard, so you better publish my story. <laughs> <laughs>